0: Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast episode. I feel like I've been talking about starting podcasts for quite a while now. And when I first mentioned it on the Instagram page, a lot of you guys seemed interested and wanted this to become a thing. So I finally took the time to learn about how to start a podcast, all of that good stuff. This is what I came up with. Bear with me for the next couple of episodes while I still try and figure out more stuff for this podcast. I definitely want to bring on a future co-host and then I also want to be able to interview other people, which I'm still trying to figure out, but we'll work with what we got for now to get out of the first couple of episodes. This episode specifically, it's going to be a shorter episode than what I want. Um kind of just introducing emetophobia what is it and how does it start and then my story as well. Before I Dive deeper into this episode though, I want to talk a little bit about a backstory. So the Instagram page that I run. For those of you who don't know, my name is Brooke. I'm 21 years old and I live out in San Diego. I made the Instagram page back in 2016, I believe, when I first found out what emetophobia was. I looked online. I remember my mom telling me like, oh, I think you may have emetophobia. So I looked online and there was maybe like a couple websites, probably a little more, you know, there was a couple websites though, explaining what emetophobia is, but it was all websites from like a random doctor out in Connecticut. You know, it was, it wasn't anyone that I can reach out to. It wasn't a community. There was no one I can relate to or talk to. And then I went to Instagram and Twitter and looked it up, hoping to find maybe an Instagram page, but there wasn't really any information so I made this page slowly. I found some other people who struggle with the exact same things as I did. And then I was able to talk to them and it was so, so relieving for me to be able to talk to them. Cause I remember talking to my doctor back in 2016 and explaining how I feel. And they're just not really understanding, you know, they may brush me off. I've had so many doctors, so many therapists. Um, actually my psychiatrists have been very understanding, but so many of my therapists and doctors have brushed me off and just been like, you know, no one wants to get sick. And then I'm just sitting here like, well, it's, it's so much deeper than that. You know, it's a legit fear. It's debilitating. It's causing me to not do so much stuff that I used to be able to literally a year ago, you know, before I developed this fear. So I just want to make this podcast So we all have this community. We all have someone to turn to or something to listen to, to give tips and tricks, all of that stuff, emetophobia-related. I also, like I mentioned before, I want to bring on other people to this podcast. I want to bring on possibly my sister, who has seen me struggle for the past six years, my mom, who's been my biggest support system, maybe my boyfriend for a relationship dynamic, and then... Of course, I want to bring in a lot of people from the Instagram page to get other people's sides, to get other people's stories with emetophobia, and maybe even like mothers, people who have kids, because of course, being a parent is a big struggle with emetophobia since kids are literally walking germs sometimes, but we'll get into those in future episodes. Before I get too far in this podcast, I do want to say a few things. The first thing is I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist or a therapist. I don't have any expert opinions or say on emetophobia or mental health. I'm just, you know, I'm just a 21 year old girl who has been studying and learning about this fear for the past six years from personal experience through the Instagram page and other people's experiences, and then through online and college and talking to doctors and talking to so many different therapists and psychiatrists. So other than that, I'm, I'm not a doctor or anything like that. The other thing that I wanted to mention is I am going to be using trigger words throughout this entire podcast in this episode and then in future episodes as well. So if you are someone who struggles with trigger words, I would highly, highly recommend to slowly branch out, slowly do some exercises, maybe once a week, write in your journal the trigger words. And... Once you get to the point where you feel like you can start saying them out loud, try that. Slowly push yourself out of that comfort zone until you get to the point where you can say those trigger words or listen to those trigger words without feeling the urge to have a panic attack. I've been there before. I've gotten out on the other side. I can now say those words, hear those words without feeling any sort of sensation in my body, which is amazing. And I promise you, you'll get there as well. That's just the first step of overcoming the fear of not letting the fear control us. In this episode, I want to talk about what is emetophobia, how does it start in people and then my story as well. I've never really talked about my story on the Instagram page. I've mentioned it here and there, but I've never really went into depth. So, we'll do that for this episode. Starting off, what is emetophobia? Emetophobia is the fear of vomit. It can be anything vomit related on a fear level. So you can be scared of yourself throwing up. You can be scared of catching a bug and only a bug, you know, maybe food poisoning doesn't scare you. You can be scared of other people throwing up but not yourself throwing up. It can anything fear related or anything vomit and fear related is emetophobia. One of my good friends now that I actually met through the Instagram page. She lives in out in Australia. Completely opposite sides of the world, which is so cool to me that we can now be make friends with people like that. But anyway She is scared of other people getting sick, but she's not scared of herself getting sick Which was so interesting to me when I first learned that because I was so used to myself fearing myself getting sick, of course, I didn't want to see other people getting sick and if it was contagious, then maybe I'll freak out a little bit more but I was just so used to my aspect of the fear, it shocked me when I learned that. But it is is—it is a very common side of emetophobia that a lot of people actually don't even know about. If you have that, you, I promise you, you are not alone, and it is still considered emetophobia. You can still get treatment for it in the same way that other people get treatment for emetophobia. How does emetophobia start? There are so many different ways emetophobia can start. It can start in... Just about any way any fear can start, you know, but there are three specific ways that I found have been the most common for emetophobia to develop in our brains. The first one being and the most common being getting this fear from a traumatic experience as a child or even as an adult. Maybe we had a really traumatic experience with throwing up and then we develop this fear because we don't want it to happen again or especially as a child, you know, as a child, everything seems more intense and that fear seems more severe. And as an adult, now you're looking back as a child being scared. And it just, it seems very overwhelming for us. Another way emetophobia can develop, which this is the way that my emetophobia developed, is over time. Over time, I haven't thrown up in such a long time. Over time, I began to develop the sphere of the unknown. I don't know what to expect. I haven't thrown up in, to this day, I haven't thrown up in, you know, 15 years. So it's like, it's the unknown. I don't know what to expect. It's so scary for me because I can't relate it to something else. I It's, it's new, you know, it's something new. I don't want to, I'm kind of going off topic right now. But anyway, it's almost like comparing it to an airplane and an adult being scared of an airplane you know an airplane is such a specific experience it's not really something that you can compare to anything else and as an adult if you've never been on an airplane you hear all of these horror stories about it you hear all of these negative things about being on an airplane and you begin to fear it. you don't want to go on it because you hear all of these scary stuff and it's so scary to you but the thing about an airplane is that can be easily avoidable. You know, if you need to go somewhere, you can drive or just not travel at all. But with emetophobia, it's not avoidable. You know, if we needed to get sick, our bodies would do what it has to do to keep us healthy inside. And then same with if we're out and about and someone were to get sick, there's nothing that we can do to control that, which is why emetophobia is so severe and so debilitating for so many different people. The third reason emetophobia can develop is through a child slash mother or father or guardian dynamic. So maybe as a child, you saw your parents being scared of throwing up and you developed those same feelings because, you know, you're looking up to them. You're hearing them constantly having panic attacks because of this and you, you develop those same feelings. That's another one, not so common right now, but I have talked to so many different parents who are scared that they're going to pass it on to their own kids or to their future kids and it may prevent them from even wanting kids in the future because of that reason. And that's definitely something I want to talk about in a future episode, maybe with a mother, maybe with someone who fears that, I don't know, we'll get we'll get onto that more in a in another episode. But those are definitely the most three common ways on how emetophobia can develop. For my story specifically, like I mentioned, I didn't throw up for 10 years before I really found out about emetophobia and it kind of developed over time. I've always been a very anxious person. I've always had anxiety growing up before even knowing what anxiety was. Now looking back, obviously I can relate those experiences to anxiety, but at the time I just thought I was sick. I remember driving to Disneyland as a, like, seven-year-old and getting sick every single time we're driving to Disneyland, and, you know, at the time, I was just like, oh, I'm just feeling nauseous, whatever, but it was it was so much more than to that that I just didn't even know at the time, and I wasn't even scared of throwing up at that point, you know, it was just a natural thing for me, and I've always had this anxiety, like you mentioned, and it just developed. It just went. It just went crazy, you know, I'd always feel nauseous and then I would feel anxious about well, what if I throw up, what would happen? I'm at school right now. I'm feeling nauseous every single day. I don't know what's going on. And it went into, I call it these crazy cycles because it's just it's just spiraling out of control. And then in high school it got to the point where I didn't go to school for two years because I just felt nauseous every day, which would make me more anxious, which would make me more nauseous. And it would just go into that spiral for literally two years. It got to the point for two weeks of those two years, I didn't eat anything other than maybe one bite of toast a day because my mom literally forced me to eat it. I would wake up, take Benadryl, go back to sleep, and then wake up, take Benadryl, because I thought that sleeping would be easier than having to deal with reality and anxiety and nausea and emetophobia, all of that stuff. Eventually, I went to a doctor They kind of brushed me off. They told me that everything is fine and that this is my anxiety. And then that's when I got home and started the process of overcoming this fear. So within those two years, I went slowly, but surely I went out maybe once a week, I would go out to the grocery store with my mom. And then once I felt manageable to do that, I went to the beach for like a beach walk with my mom and then slowly... I'd branch out further and further until I felt capable of going back to school and living a normal life. After that, maybe a year after going back to school, my emetophobia kind of lingered back into my mind. So for the past four years, I've always, I've had these, I've had this lingering emetophobia. So it's this lingering anxiety. I feel nauseous every day or almost every day, but I'm able to manage it. It doesn't, freak me out to the same extent that it did back then in early high school where I would trap myself in the house and not eat a single thing. I may have days like that, but it's a lot less common and it's not it's not as debilitating. But basically that's my story. I'll definitely talk about certain aspects throughout episodes, of course relating to other things, but that's just a general idea. I don't want to go ramble too much for you guys. But again, I just want to have this episode um, just as a startup episode, see how things are, th- see how everything works. So I can finally get this podcast out to you guys and start this process of all of these episodes. I want to thank you guys so much again for watching this or listening to this episode and always giving you guys a support and building this community with each other. We're all in this together. We're all going to overcome this fear. This is not going to last forever. I promise you 100% it will get better. Thank you guys again so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys later.